It's the middle of the month and I'm back with a new episode. This time I thought I'd create a one-woman show. I had a character planned, a voice that I'd read it in, but all of that seemed contrived because all of the words are authentically mine. So this month's episode will just be me reading my one-woman play. Here we go. I'm a millennial and a mom, which some people might say is an oxymoron, although I feel more responsible, and I won't say old, but I feel quite older every day, which I know some people scoff at, especially when I say I'm in my mid-30s, but hey, it's the oldest I've ever been. Fortunately, all that womb flexing, yeah, having a baby, and aging hasn't hindered my curiosity and my thinking ability, or my desire to think. I don't know if I can objectively say it hasn't hindered my thinking ability, but I think a lot. I think a ton, maybe too much. And all of this is just me speaking. Welcome to Mom Millennial. Before Marie Kondo's Netflix fame, I listened to her audiobook and I threw bags and bags of joyless items away, including most of my wardrobe. I always wear the same thing over again anyway, so I just figured when I did eventually find a garment that sparked joy, it'd have a comfy home in my empty closet. In my mind, I already had the idea that I wouldn't be looking for anything in this city, Springfield, a town I say is overlooked too often by some of its own statesmen. If you disagree, don't send me hate mail saying otherwise. That's just been my experience. When I talk to people in St. Louis, as I have on numerous occasions, I find that they commonly think I live in the capital of Illinois. Is that why I always came up empty-handed after shopping at the mall? Is it because the merchandisers overlook this place and just send us all their scraps? Now, I know some of you might think I'm a snob. (laughs) I'm not a snob, not really, not really. Although I have had local women disagree with me on this topic, And it goes something like, well, my friends and I have no problems finding anything, followed by the corner eye roll. You know, you don't look directly at the person, you just kind of look off to the side or up at the ceiling, but then you roll your eyes. That is, if they're brave enough to say anything, because people here, I find them to be passive aggressive. Typically, they'll just smile to your face, but don't worry, they'll dog you behind your back. There are a few ladies I know who agree with me, but they're typically into high fashion, which I am too, in theory, but my bank account says otherwise. I mean, I guess I could rack up a whole bunch of credit card debt, not that they do, (laughs) but for me, that's what it would take. But I I just don't need that stress. So I purchase one high-ticket item monthly as I can afford it because I'm patient that way. Even still, 
a majority of those purchases come from the online sale rack. I wouldn't say my purchases are high end, but they're not dirt cheap. And I'm willing to pay for them because there's something I value more than aesthetic. And that's the conditions under which they're made. As a kid, I remember a teacher's snide remarks about a popular shoe company and its use of child labor. The idea in itself was shocking to me. It made me understand that there were children in the world living a reality worse than mine. But I didn't have control over my purchases, so I grieved the suffering of others and went on with my life. Last year, I saw the Harriet movie. I watched as those who profited off the degradation of other human beings cry in anguish or anger when their victims broke free. I was appalled to watch slave owners shamelessly reveal their savagery, all in the justification of slavery. These people were perfectly content to make others suffer so they could live at a much higher level of comfort. Paying fair wages was something unimaginable, possibly obscene. Obviously, it wasn't the first time I'd heard about slavery. Growing up at home and at school, I received a rich education in black history. But for some reason, at this moment in time, it really stuck a nerve with me. I don't have any slaves, and yet I found myself thinking more profoundly about the faces making the items that clothe me. In the past, I'd heard news stories about inhumane working conditions, but time would pass between news stories, and I'll admit that eventually I'd forget. Those factories were so far away, out of sight, out of mind. But this time, days went by, and thoughts of mistreated factory workers persisted. I know that not everyone can be so selective about what clothing they buy. I know what it's like to live in dire straits. You purchase what you can. But that's not the current life situation I find myself in. And so I had to ask myself if I were willing to be inconvenienced. Was I willing to search out brands committed to treating all of their employees fairly? Was I willing to pay more money if it meant I'd be supporting an employer dedicated to treating workers with dignity? The answer was yes. I put all my clothing purchases on hold. I refused to buy another article of clothing until I could vet retailers and make sure they were selling products that I felt comfortable purchasing. My husband thought I was crazy. Sometimes I walked around looking like a bum. Why didn't I just let him buy some cheap clothing from a local store? The answer was that the Harriet movie pricked my conscience. It reminded me of how an indispensable workforce was abused. The oppressors never considered treating their slaves with dignity because it would interrupt their comfortable lifestyle. They were selfish and lazy. Listen up, I'm not going to make my own wardrobe. I tried doing that and it was really boring. Pay someone else a fair wage to do it for me? Definitely. I started researching ethical and sustainable clothing brands, but the websites that listed these companies were not names I recognized. I reviewed different pages attempting to corroborate the information. It wasn't easy. I reviewed so many pages, by the end, my head was spinning. I started out my search hopeful, but by the end, I felt despair. The definitions of ethical treatment were inconsistent. Standards varied. Some were advanced in their implementation of better practices, while others lagged behind. And I get it. Change can't go into effect overnight. So another dilemma would arise. 
Should I withhold my support until they were doing the right thing perfectly? Whatever perfectly is. There's no such thing. Then I began feeling a sense of futility. I began to understand that I would always be supporting these companies from a place of faith. Unless I actually stepped foot in the fields and factories, I'd never really know if fair practices were taking place. All I wanted was to support companies that were actually trying to treat their workers with, again, I'll say it, dignity, from the harvesting of the cotton to the final sewing of the seams. And if they'd use dyes and chemicals, chemicals, (laughs) that aren't toxic, is that possible? Uh, To the environment, that'd be nice too. But the current system set up doesn't make it easy. And then there's the reality that unfair labor practices don't stop at the clothing industry. What about the people making my iPhone, my MacBook? What about the migrant workers harvesting my food? Are clothing workers the only ones facing unfair wages and indignities? No. I wish I could resolve all of the world's problems of inequality and injustice. You too, huh? But the more I think about it, the more I realize that injustice is so deeply ingrained in humanity. But that doesn't deter me from trying to do something, even if it's a small thing, like supporting companies that try to treat their workers better, as opposed to those that don't even make any attempt. If you feel inclined to do the same, know there are various companies that tout themselves as ethical and sustainable. You'll have to support the companies that you can support in good conscience. If you'd like to find out about those, just ask me. I'll send you a list. There's one website that stands out above the rest, and that is the Global Organic Textile Standards website. I'll say that again. The Global Organic Textile Standards website. You can visit them by going to global-standard.org. Or maybe you'll continue to support any retailer, be they high or low end. I won't judge you. That's definitely not my place. I know some people think it doesn't matter since most companies are guilty of taking advantage of their labor force anyway. But all this is just insight into how I think. And here you thought I'd just be talking about silly fashion anecdotes. One minute I'm light, the next minute I'm going deep. That's just me. Until we meet again, this is Mom Millennial. Have a great week.